It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And a lot of rumors, some buzz going around the league right now. Quite a bit of it surrounds the New York Jets. So to talk about the latest and greatest with the Jets, bring in our friend, the co-founder of U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, this is becoming a regular trend, man. I know, man. It's fun. It's like my my go-to spot to just kind of, gossip and BS about what's going on in football. So it's been a, I don't know if it's been a weekly thing, maybe what every two weeks, but uh, it's always fun, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, lots of gossip going around. So let's be gossip girls and talk about this. The first thing is Carson Wentz, all kinds of rumors. This has been going on for the last few days. And Natalie Eganoff, who is the afternoon update anchor for 97.5, the fanatic and NBC Sports Philadelphia during the Mike Missinelli show, and who is also very plugged in. She knows a lot of people in Philly sports media and around the team. She's the one that first broke the story that it looks like the Bears are on the verge of getting Wentz. There have been whispers before that, but she's the one that really started to put the concrete package together. She claimed over the weekend that it looked like a deal would involve a first-round pick, Tariq Cohen, and Nick Foles, of all people, going back to Philly. What a disastrous idea that would be, by the way, because if Jalen Hurts struggles for 10 seconds, the Philly fans would be screaming for Nick Foles, and that would be in exchange for Carson Wentz, who I thought the Eagles might have to give up a pick to get rid of because of that contract, but apparently a much hotter commodity than we expected. So Terry Cohen then comes out on Twitter and says that this report is bogus and that he spoke to the GM and the coach and that he's not going anywhere. Now, you and I both know, Nick, because it's not our first rodeo, that whatever the GM and coach told him doesn't mean anything because they could tell him that, and then 48 hours later, 24 hours later, 10 hours later, he's out the door. So it doesn't really matter what they told him, but still, I thought this was interesting. And then the latest development is that it looks like this deal is getting closer by the day. There may even be another team involved in this. So talk to me about what you know here, because this is going to be an important domino in relation to what happens to Sam Darnold, because whatever the Eagles end up getting for Carson Wentz is going to set the market for what the Jets could get if they decide to move Sam Darnold. Yeah, it definitely goes hand in hand. I think it was funny because I did <laughs> I did get a text about uh, Foles back to Philly, and I, and I laughed at it. You know, I was like, you know, you think, you know, once, twice, three times, like, you know, so looking at the text, I laughed, but, you know, I probably shouldn't have because it seems like that is 
potentially what could happen. I never, I haven't heard Tariq Cohen be mentioned in it up until um, that report that did come out. Um, I'm not doubting it. I mean, I think he'd be a player that could help the Eagles and he's a player that the Bears, I'm sure, wouldn't hesitate to really throw into a deal to make, you know, the numbers, you know, add up in terms of contracts, obviously with Wentz's big contract and Foles is making uh, a solid chunk too. So um, I I wouldn't doubt it. It it makes sense on the surface. I'm not so sure that'll end up being what the deal is, but I did also hear, I wouldn't, you know, don't be surprised if other players from the Eagles are involved. Um, Maybe if it is a uh, Wentz to Indy, if Zach Ertz goes back too, because, you know, Frank Reich is a huge fan of Ertz and Ertz has spoken glowingly of, of, uh, of Frank Reich, Reich in the past. So that wouldn't be a surprise too. And, you know, to unload other contracts is something that is of interest to the Eagles. And um, I guess they're going to be tearing it down there uh, over the cap by a pretty large amount. And they do have to do a lot of roster shedding, I guess, or contract shedding and, um, or it would be one that makes sense for sure. So uh, that's one thing I did hear. And, and you're right about, you know, Darnold, even Schefter said the first do- domino to fall will be Wentz. And then the Jets will kind of see uh, what the Eagles are able to get with that, looking for the, you know, quote, Matt Stafford type, which would be, you know, two future ones, uh, third rounder and Jared Goff. Um, Goff was a guy that the Lions turned out to really want. It wasn't just a kind of toss in you know, to, to acquire more picks like the Brock Osweiler movie was something that the Lions really wanted Goff and a lot of teams called for Goff. So I think there was three or four teams who <laughs> reached out to the Rams to, to make a deal for, for Goff. I know the, uh, Washington was one of them and they really liked him. And um, obviously that, that deal, you know, went down for Stafford and, and the draft picks. And uh, now the Eagles are kind of sitting in the driver's seat. But like you said, a lot of people thought, the Eagles would have to do some work to unload Wentz, but Wentz and, and Darnold are in the same, you know, similar situation where there's, you can see the discrepancy between, and I think we chatted about this maybe on the last episode or uh, maybe privately, I'm not sure <clears throat> what this was, but it shows the discrepancy between what fans think about a certain player and how he's viewed and then how he's viewed by coaches, executives, front office members around the league. Like when you tell a random fan, you know, if Carson Wentz is about to get traded, they'd be like, oh, you know, I hope it's not my team. Or, you know, oh, well, are they going to get a eighth-round pick in 2030 for him? Or, you know, oh, they're going to have to give a third-round pick to trade him. Like, I wouldn't trade a tenth-round pick for Sam Darnold. But when you talk to around, you know, talk to execs and agents and people around the league, these guys are coveted. You know, there's <laughs> these coaches and teams. It's such an ego-driven coaching world. And all it takes, like we talked about, is one guy to say, I could fix him. He's 23, 24. In Wentz's case, I think he's, what, 27, 28. Still, what, a decade? If you fix the guy, he can play another 10 years for you. You know, so they see the talent, see, you know, Wentz has had two really good seasons and then, you know, a couple seasons spread out here and there where there were, he was pretty good. Obviously, the injuries, but um, he's a guy with a ton of talent and it just, for whatever reason, went really bad, really fast in Philly. Um between Peterson and Howie Roseman and Wentz and, you know, the injuries and <laughs> whatever happened with Alshon, Deshaun Jackson, it's just, it, it snowballed and one thing led to another. And it's just best if everybody kind of went their separate ways. They got the one Super Bowl out of it, even though it was Nick Foles um, for a city like 
Philly, who's, who was starving for any kind of championship, much like we are here with the, with the Jets. Um, that one Super Bowl, you know, only really grants you a few years of, you know, kind of, all right, well, we got you one. Give us a, a few years to return back to, like, the dumpster that the Eagles always have been. Um, but I think once you get a taste of that, you know, that, that you know, su- Super Bowl nectar, you, you, don't, you, know, you don't want that. You don't want to turn back into the turd that they've always been. So I think fans have gotten a little bit more, uh, you know, short of a leash for ownership and um, they're kind of ready to, to turn the page here. And I think, and I think that's what, you know, what's going to happen with Wentz in the next few days could be tomorrow, could be, you know, Wednesday. Um, but I think by the end of the week, uh, Wentz will be moved on. I think the bears in the, uh, I know Washington called just to kind of gauge, you know, where the market was at just because, you know, the Panthers, Washington, you know, all these teams that are really aggressive and it's, it's really like, I've never seen anything like this before. I don't know if, you know, my, my, my assumption is with the combine being canceled, so much of the league's business and free agency and rumors and deals really get done over the week, you know, the course of the combine week in, in Indianapolis in late February, early March. And with that not happening, teams are, I guess, a little worried. They want to, you know, beat out and be more aggressive. They have, you know, draft draft picks. Obviously, the caps is, is you know, it, it comes into a concern too. So I think teams are just trying to get aggressive and get their guy before, you know, someone else does. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. You have to wonder if one of the teams that loses out on Carson Wentz would be in on Sam Darnold if the Jets make him available. The Eagles seem ready to move on from Wentz. Are the Jets going to move on from Sam Darnold? Mixed signals. You have some intel on that, and especially on one of the teams that might be one of the top bidders. Yeah, we, we put out a report. Uh, I think it was the first February 1st um, earlier uh, last week that multiple teams have reached out already <clears throat> to the Jets and, you know, they were, the Jets were listening. And, you know, if you, if you aren't going to trade a guy, look at, you know, look at the Texans right now, Casario is not answering the phone, you know? So if the Jets were sold on Darnold coming back, they would say, Hey, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Or, well, what is, you know, what's your offer just to kind of gauge where they're at it was a little bit more detailed than that. And the Jets are definitely listening. Um, and what, you know, what we've gathered was uh, it seems that the Jets are currently going through the process of evaluating the draft quarterback still. And, you know, with Michael floor here and uh, solid staff, um, they have an idea of where they want to go. They're still going through the process. And I think once that is kind of weeded out and they know where they're going to go, then they'll eventually move uh, Sam Darnold in a deal, obviously to acquire more picks. And it it could be two weeks from now, a month from now, you know, the week of free agency, a few days into free agency, which wouldn't be smart business in my opinion, but um, 
I think it's something that, that will happen uh, unless they get blown away right away. With, let's say Washington loses out on Earth and they want to get aggressive and, you know, and, and, and get Darnold and they offer up the 19th pick uh, for Darnold in like a fourth or fifth rounder, then I think the Jets would jump on something quicker, you know, than that, that evaluation process, which it seems like they're in now. Um, but you know, if it's going to be something where he does go for a two and a day three pick, it'll probably happen, you know, in the next few weeks rather than next week or, you know, anytime soon. You mentioned Washington and that's who I was referring to before when I said that you had some Intel, it seems like they really are going to be heavy in on trying to get Sam Darnold, especially if they don't make some sort of last-ditch effort to get Carson Wentz, which would take a lot considering that they're in the same division, although obviously they did get Donovan McNabb from the Eagles, different situation, but if they were to blow the Eagles out of the water, I guess anything's possible. Seems like Darnold really could be in play there. That 19th pick, something that there's no way that any Jets fan would have thought attainable by the end of the season could actually be the price or at least something in that range. As you said, Darnold and maybe a fourth or a third or a fifth in exchange for that 19th pick, that actually could be realistic, right? Yeah, it seems that way. And it seems like, you know, Washington is very aggressive right now. They're they're trying to get that quarterback. It doesn't seem like they're they probably went through their draft process and realized it doesn't look like any of these top four or five guys, if you want to throw Mac Jones in there, are going to be around, you know, when they pick 19th. And it'll probably cost more to move up to, let's say, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. It'll cost more in terms of draft draft capital, or they just don't like them as much as they would like a Sam Darnold. Um you know, it would cost more in terms of draft capital to go up and get them than it would to trade for Sam Darnold. So that's probably where they're at. And they're thinking, if we were going to sit here at 19 and take Mac Jones, we think Sam Darnold's much better, you know, still only a year older than Mac Jones with some starting experience. We think Darnold is a better by a wide margin than Mac Jones. Let's give up 19 and let's get, you know, a pick back. You know, that way it doesn't feel as, heavy of a, of a deal. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, I don't, I think it's an extreme long shot that Washington ends up with their, uh, once I think it was more of a kind of see where the market is at, see, you know, see what, what uh, Philly is looking to, uh, looking to get back. If again, if it has anything to do with the Darnold deal, see where they're at. If, you know, if they're only asking for a first, you know, maybe they'll say, Hey, you know, the jets aren't, you know, maybe we can get away giving them a two or a two plus. So, um, I doubt they end up with Wentz, but they're they're trying. Carolina's trying. Uh, a lot of other teams have, have made calls, um, just kind of sniffing around to see either what the market is in terms of, of their own guys to deal or, you know, to acquire some of these guys that are potentially available. Talked about Sam Darnold possibly being shipped out. So let's talk about some guys who may be brought in or some guys that could stay who are already here. One of them, Marcus May. From what you're hearing, it appears that Joe Douglas understands that bringing May back should be one of his top priorities, right? Yeah, I think he realizes and he admitted to his credit he messed up with Robbie Anderson and how he handled his market last year. And I don't think the Jets are in any position to let talent 
get away from the roster that they have right now with, you know, how you know bare it is really. Um, and May is one of the good guys, a respected veteran. Um, you know, the, the, the franchise tag is definitely in play. I think it's going to be between 10 and 11 million for safety. And uh, I think that's something that the Jets could look into. I don't think there's a situation unless Robert Sala says, you know, this guy just doesn't fit what I want to do, or I can get somebody in here for half the amount he's going to make. Um, and you, and we won't miss a beat. I don't think there's going to be a situation where may is just going to walk for anything, you know, for nothing. Um, you know, they could tag him and, you know, play a one year out to see how he fits in Sala's defense or, uh, you know, see if there's a kind of a number they can both agree on for a longer term deal. But um, I would think he would come back, you know, whether it is on the tag or um, on a three to four max year deal. I think that's kind of like the, the target area where the Jets want to be for someone like Marcus May, um, you know, and, and the whole PR angle of it again with Robbie Anderson last year and trading Adams, who was obviously, before all this went down was a fan favorite and, you know, the best player on the team, you know, everybody kind of gravitated, gravitated towards Marcus May and to let him walk for nothing is kind of bad business on, on the Jets end. So it definitely makes sense to, uh, you know, make, make something happen with May, whether it is a, a tag or a contract extension that worked out. May would be the Jets top priority of their internal free agents, but there are other players that they may look to get some of whom have already played for Robert Sala. You have some intel on that as well. What did you hear about this? Yeah, so I can give you two guys that look like are good possibilities to sign with Jets and one that is probably going to upset a lot of people that I don't see or is an extreme long shot uh, that would sign with the Jets. And start with the good news is uh, two corners from the Niners, a killer Weatherspoon, and uh, Kaywan Williams, who's a slot corner. So that would most likely mean the end of Brian Poole here with the Jets. So those two guys are two of the guys that Robert Sala will look to, to bring in. I know it's been <clears throat> talked about and rumored between all the blogs and fans on Twitter and whatnot. Um, and it seems like those two are, it's a good bet to kind of put your money on those two coming over um, to join Sala. And uh, one who I don't see is Richard Sherman. I know a lot of people have kind of put two and two together. He's been very outspoken about the Jets, um, happy with what Salah is doing, wants Watson to come here. I don't see him as a possibility for the Jets. You know, he wants to only play another two years. He's a West Coast guy through and through, wants to stay there, uh, and really wants to go to a place where he's going to be able to win one more time, hopefully. Um and the, t- the timelines really don't add up. The Jets aren't a year away. It doesn't look like they'll be, you know, a Super Bowl contender next year. Probably not in two years. You know, then, then you can start talking about it in two, two three years. But um, the timeline's real. His timeline to play and the Jets' timeline to become, you know, a real Super Bowl contender, uh, they don't really add up. And being that he is a West Coast guy, um, I don't see that happening. Have a little bit of an intel that says, yeah, it's an extreme long shot. Unless, unless Sherman's market really just doesn't materialize and he says, all right, instead of going to, I don't know, random team one, like uh, give me a random team, the Vikings, um, I'll go with Salah, somebody that I know and really like and play there for a year or two. But 
um, outside of that long shot because he will be coveted. He's a guy who's really well-respected around the league, can bring that veteran kind of coach on the field, and he can still play. Um, he'll definitely you know, find a spot early uh, in free agency. If not, maybe lands back with the Niners or out, out with the Raiders or who knows. Last order of business, Nick, it doesn't seem like there's been a ton of movement on the Deshaun Watson front, but it appears we could be headed for a really ugly situation because from what I gather, and you tell me if I'm off the mark at all, Nick Casario, the new general manager, and David Culley, the new coach, are prepared to do whatever they can to keep Watson, and if he refuses to report, they're willing to go the route of fining him and doing everything in their power to try and force his hand rather than trade him no matter what he does. On the other hand, you've got the wild card of Cal McNair and Jack Easterby, who seems to be pulling Cal McNair's strings. And perhaps if Deshaun Watson wants out badly enough, he goes the route of insulting the owner publicly or having his people do that, insulting Jack Easterby publicly or having his people do that, and then forcing a situation where Easterby and McNair overrule what Casario and Cully want to get Deshaun Watson traded. Is that more or less what you're hearing is going on right now? Yeah, it, it, it seems that way, right? It's like we all know that Casario and Cully publicly have said they're not trading him. They want to make it right. They want to, you know, <clears throat> Cully took the job because, because of Watson, you know, not because of anything else. And um, then you have Easterby, who's so strange, so weird, and for whatever reason is, you know, has the ear and uh, whatever you want to call it with, with Cal McNair, and he seems to kind of just, for whatever reason, just gravitate towards this guy. And, um, and then you have the firing of the, the equipment manager, which means a whole lot. I know a lot of fans think it's like, who cares about the equipment manager? Those guys are, those are like your trenches, man. Like, you know, for, uh, I don't play in the NFL. Obviously, I have no idea about that, but... Um, you know, from what I'm told, just some of the guys, even I would text and say, Hey, look, what do you make of that? They say it's a lot bigger of a deal than you think it is. Um, so for doing something like that is so like childish. What, why would you get rid of a guy? Every, all the players seem to love you have walk coming out about that, you know, other, you know, really well-respected veteran, former and current Texans saying, why would you get rid of this guy? For what reason? Other than Easter, he wanted to bring in guys that he wants here for, why is this guy still calling the shots? He just hired Casario. Like, what? What is this guy doing? <laughs> like, what's his role here? Um, so, I mean, it's it's total speculation on my point, my part. But it seems to me that it's almost like McNair and and Easterby are like colluding together behind the scenes to like get Watson out for whatever reason and. Casario is the guy who they just hired and he wants to keep him there and, and try his hardest. And, and it wouldn't shock me if like behind the scenes, Easterby is, is either taking calls or, or making calls about where, what could we possibly get back for Watson? And if like, you know, like you said, if it is a situation where Watson's next move is to publicly say something about the organization or publicly you know, say I demand a trade, you know, it's a little bit different than the requesting a trade behind the scenes or, or having the media do it. Um, if he does come out and say something, the next move, maybe in the next few weeks, if he doesn't if feel like there's any kind of progress toward a trade, I think that's where it has to get again for something to happen relatively quick here. Um, 
you know, for, for everybody's part, everybody, like the last thing they want is for this to roll into free agency, into the draft, into the summer. And then in August, they're, they're, you know, backs are against the wall and they have to take a, a, a lesser trade package from, you know, a team like the Raiders or something for, you know, for Watson. And they only end up getting two or three picks and where otherwise they could have, you know, landed more if you put them out there right now. So, it's in everybody's best interest probably at this point just to say, all right, what can we get right now? We see Carson Wentz going for possibly two picks. We have Sam Darnold going for a first, you know, Matt Stafford for two ones. Can I get four first round picks for this guy? Like, yeah, I'm sure one of these teams will give you four first round picks for this guy. So let's just clean the slate, move on, try and rebuild this organization, let Watson go somewhere he wants and, you know, wipe our hands clean, but it doesn't seem like anything's kind of moved in the last week or so. I don't know if it's because of the Super Bowl week, we didn't hear much, but um, I mean, these next, you know, two, three weeks are telling. So we'll see. I mean, especially if you do get a Wentz trade and you get a Darnold trade and then who's the next guy that's going to go, like what's San Francisco going to do? Like is, are the Raiders going to move cards? Doesn't seem like it, but you know, you never know if you start seeing, you know, Wentz go for ones and Darnold go for one. Is Jimmy G going to get traded next? Is Kirk Cut is that Cousins trade? Like, is that going to be something that goes on? So there's so much going on behind the scenes right now, like in terms of like quarterbacks moving everywhere. Um, like nothing would surprise me at this point. A lot of dominoes to fall in a lot of directions. And we're still over a month away from the beginning of the new league year Absolutely insane how this offseason has gone already. <laughs> Nick Spano, co-founder of U Stadium. Thanks so much for coming on, as always. Really appreciate it. Tons of stuff like this available on the app at U Stadium all the time. You've really stepped up your reports, doing a great job. I'm so glad that you come on the podcast and share. But for those that can't wait for the in-depth reports, who want to see the headlines, who want to see the little nuggets that you're constantly providing, they got to download that app, right? Yes, sir. Download the app and turn the notifications on. We send them multiple times a day, so it's uh, the quickest and you know most in-depth way to, to stay, in, stay up to speed with what's going on. Make sure that you download the app and follow Stadium on Twitter, at Stadium. Easy enough to remember. If you haven't given us a five-star <laughs> review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts you know where to go that's turn on the jets digital and turn on the jets.com